Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. week's episode of 99 Potions, Fanbyte's premiere and only RPG podcast. I am your host today, Assistant Managing Editor Natalie Flores, and with me today is Senior Managing Editor Nir. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? You're I'm, back. I'm back, as, as our listeners might tell from my audio, if you were to compare it to the last <laughs> few sessions over the last two months, I'm back in Miami in the States. I mean, at least speaking from like the perspective of somebody on a Discord call with you, you always sounded pretty much fine. You always sounded pretty great for where you were in the world, which was like away from all of your best recording equipment. Like you were like recording off of a laptop in the back of a truck, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I fit in the suitcase technically. So like <laughs> I recorded an episode from there. Y'all just didn't notice it because our producers, Jordan and Paul, are so wonderful at changing the audio. They did all that work for me. Just Speaking. gremlin Natalie reaching out of the suitcase <laughs> to grab a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> God, they'd be charging you so much for extra luggage nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they've compensated for literally everything post, not even post-COVID, because we're still in the middle of COVID. But, like, no. everything that has gone on with the airlines are just like, yeah, we're going to make it up by overcharging people. Yeah. I paid, like, like... I had one oversized luggage <laughs> this time around that they did not charge me anyway. Like, the charges were different in the f- yeah. when I went to Nicaragua and when I came back. But this time, they charged me over $300. And I was like, bruh, like, they, what is this? Like, it's not like raised, I'm in the suitcase. <laughs> they raised prices. Oh, so there was, well, everybody, you know, we're all you know, struggling through this together. <laughs> don't look at how much our CEOs are making during all of this stuff, but don't, we're all struggling through it together. Don't don't look at the fucking life preserver the government threw us and that <laughs> no, we did nothing no, no, that we no. did nothing with. But right. we so because of this, we do need to raise prices and we're so sorry. Uh but you know, it's it's tough for us just a small multinational airport and airline uh to get through <laughs> such a situation like this. And then they after they were like, OK, we're relaxing all of that COVID stuff with uh, everybody. Just it's fucking free for all now. And I'm sorry, we do got to raise prices again because all these new people coming in now that we've re- like relaxed the things. They raised the prices twice. They didn't like and then they just used the different excuses both times. It's fucking it's all a scam. Well, and- folks, 99 Potions is now in its Jerry Seinfeld era. Um, <laughs> what's the deal? 
with no. all of the flight stuff. It's true though. I'm really, I'm really sweating it because like we're, we're about to go to um, Alaska to go on a cruise for a couple weeks, and I'm. Mm. I'm I was gonna say, at, what is, what does someone do in Alaska? <laughs> 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 that was the most midwestern you've ever sounded, Natalie. Like you sounded like, like new, my aunt. It's like a brand new character for Natalie. What's what there to do in Alaska? Do in Alaska, John Warren. Uh, media. <laughs> but but I'm like we're already panicking because we know we're gonna have to take like two or three suitcases, and I'm already looking at those prices, like you said about like what the airlines are charging to take places, and I'm like, God damn, mm-hmm. it's it's wild, y'all. Well, it really th- that's is the thing true. is like. Never, ever, ever pay to check luggage. Ever. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get to the gate and they're going to be like, listen, nobody checked their oh, fucking luggage because right, it's sure. $900. We'll right. just do it for you for we'll free. We'll do it for free. That's true. Yep. It happens every true. time. Yeah. I've I've never I've paid for luggage once on like my first flight I ever took in my life where yeah. I was paying for things like that. It was like, a, yeah. and then I realized very quickly that's fool behavior. Right. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Because pause in the chat saying... Mm. And which I have seen a lot of, like, they've been misplacing so much luggage. So, like, what what do I do as, like, a, a person flying? Do I just, like, do I not take anything? Pack yeah, light. I mean, yeah. Keep, I mean, keep all the yeah. expensive stuff in your carry-on. Yeah, that's what I've taken to doing now is I only keep, uh, like, clothes and, like, toothpaste in my, in my luggage luggage in case they force me to check it the way that they do sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like all my electronics, my steam deck, all that stuff. I just keep in like a, I have like a, sometimes I'll, I'll bring a backpack and that that's what I'll do for that. But, um, mm-hmm. on the way back from, I just got back from Portland, uh, the other week. That's why I wasn't on last week, or I think we did a, a best of, cause I don't think anybody yes. was really on last week, but that was why one of the reasons why we had to do that is cause I was in Portland and I came back with like one of those, um, big, what do you call it? Like those those environmentally friendly canvas bags that they give out everywhere in Portland, apparently. Yeah. So I had one of those from Powell's the bookstore there, and I just threw everything into that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Paul says in the chat, pack light and pack extra change of clothes on your personal item, too. That's a good show. Mm-hmm. I like... <laughs> Honestly, it, it feels really dumb, but like one of my worst fears when packing and going through security is like i keep seeing videos of people on like people are posting on twitter of like the tsa agent checking their carry-on luggage and seeing their like yaoi novels Mm -hmm. like and all their (laughs) and i'm like damn like what if they check my shit and they see like like they be seeing this all the time but i'm also like ah no you can't unknown TSA agent who will not remember me or my face in like approximately one minute. You can't no. see my darkest secrets. No, no, no. Fuck the TSA is the thing. Fuck the TSA is like a, an extant concept. So pack the most vile, not even shit that you want for yourself. Pack the most vile. This is my advice to you. Go through the TSA and have like the most vile, illegal stuff you possibly can. <laughs> this will go great for you because you'll feel great. You'll you'll do better. You'll you'll have a spring in your step because all of the TSA people will be like, what the fuck am I looking at here? They, they have to live with that through their day. Honestly, I... I don't know if I should tell this story. Oh, God. Okay, so... Please. Which now you, well, now you have to. It. Okay, we're going to get into RPGs in just a second. But I got to say, okay, so, like, one time... So, I did a lot of traveling while I was in university because, like, I would consistently have mental breakdowns and needed to go home to, like, 
recharge myself. So I would be the Damn, one taking... Head in the mood. <laughs> big mood. So I would be the one taking those, like, red-eye flights at, like, 5 a.m., getting to the airport at 3 a.m. so that I could see my family for, like, two days and then fly back to the hell that was my university. So, mm-hmm. like, I-, I was just a mess. And at some point in those, I-, I of course, I went to university. I'm, like, a very tiny, vulnerable little lady so I have to you know think of my safety so I bought like a defensive knife like before I went to university and (laughs) it was (laughs) okay we started off strong okay so I bought a defensive knife and it it seemed small in the Amazon listing but when I got it it was like this humongous extremely sharp knife that was like like a fucking crocodile dundee that's a knife kind of thing yeah (laughs) Natalie pulling up a knife bigger than her. And it was, <laughs> just riding it into a person. It was <laughs> out of a fucking catapult. It was really like the size of my face and it was very sharp. Like the uh, the knife itself was black and the handle was pink and on the knife it said the word bitch. <laughs> so, so I have it. So I have it in my purse. <laughs> And I forgot to take it out because, like, I'm going to have it on my purse so that if someone shanks me, I could whip it out and shank them back and maybe one of us escapes unscathed or, like, even scathed. So I have it in there and I go through TSA with my pink handbag and I get pulled aside because they need a jacket and I'm like what the fuck do I have like I have nothing like I'm traveling so light because I'm gonna be there for like two days so they like you know they search through it (laughs) and then the TSA agent just like whips out this humongous knife and like and she's it. Really? And it bitch on it. And she <laughs> looks at me like, what the fuck are you on? And I was like, I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, oh that, that's for defensive measures. Because, and like, if I was not a le- this tiny Latina femme lady below five feet tall, like, there are so many ways that could have gone if that was not who I am. But she looked at it and she was just like, what the fuck? And she showed it to other TSA agents. And I was like, I, I know. Swear. I was just <laughs> like, I, I forgot it was even there. And so they ended up just throwing it away and letting me go. But like, I was like, I could have died there, you know? I don't think you would have died there. I don't think they're like, well, this is TSA rules. You bring a knife, you get the knife. Yeah, exactly. So I've never bought a defensive knife since then. Carry it in your guts. I've not bought a defensive knife since then. So I'm like, if someone kills me, I just have nothing to defend myself with. But that's fine because I won't get that look from the TSA agent ever again. Like you, I cannot communicate what her face was like. It was so scary. Natalie, like the the you're glossing over the point here where you're like, I have no way to defend myself. I can't keep myself alive or whatever. You started this (laughs) by explaining that. You don't expect to use this preemptively. You expect to get stabbed first and then to and then stab back. To, yeah. to, it's just to so be easy clear. to stab someone like me. Like if I was a stabber, I'd stab me. You know. And, and also, what? you use the word shank specifically, which like 
which paints this in a very different light, which is great. If I, I get shanked, I will shank back with my yeah. bitch knife. If I'm still alive. And so, like, I haven't gotten a defensive anything since then, really. Like, I have, before I went to Nicaragua, which was where I was in the last two months for our listeners who might have missed that, Um, I got a, I got a pepper spray and it's like, pastel purple and very cute and whatnot but like i've had pepper sprays before and like gone to conventions have they taken them from me which feels like what the fuck don't do that like i brought it here for a reason um and i had this so i've mentioned it on here before i I swear i'll stop with the story times like we'll get into our topic this of this week like right after this but like you know how i get kooky on my meds and so i was kooky on my <laughs> sleep meds one night and so our, our apartment was quite small uh so i was like okay if i spray this i should be able to smell it because i wanted to see what experiencing oh, natalie, spray natalie? Was like, what and i, I natalie, what you I got pepper spray and, and you're I like i want to know how it works ha, 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 ha. you know how i get kooky on my meds and sometimes <laughs> like open up a radioactive uranium <laughs> rod in the middle of my living room Natalie, that's like you going to a dealership and being like, I heard this Nissan Ultimate has amazing crash tests. Can I fucking barrel into a wall with this right now? Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so I kept spraying it in the air and it wasn't doing shit. And I kept like standing in front of it. (laughs) I kept standing in front of it. And I was like, my throat isn't itching. What did I buy? And my mom was like... And she was like, Natalie, you're insane. I can smell it from here. And I was like, I don't know what you're smelling. I don't feel anything. So I just kept spraying it until she told me to stop. Anyway, that was my trip to Nicaragua. <laughs> I'm okay. There's so many very funny things about these. I think one of the first ones is I mean, the idea of the the knife thing is very funny to me. It's being, very like, funny. The the knife versus knife because I do love this I this this thought that you have Natalie where you're like I don't know personally if I was walking down the street and I was a kidnapper if I would be to like thinking to myself hmm that four foot two but she's like a very uh, easy person to smurf kidnap, really so. need I really need like a weapon to to kind of intimidate <laughs> this one hey you never know like I'd be small but I'd be lightning fast like you know. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I get it. No, I get I get your like you again fighting preemptively. I, yeah. I get the idea that you could be dangerous. I oh. I don't I know am that dangerous near. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I believe it. After the story you just told me about yeah. you being like, yeah, that's I'm gonna test this I'm gonna test this pepper spray, spray and I did I can't even notice <laughs> You're it. Immune I mean, chemical that's, that's pretty that's pretty scary, Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie I'm scared because I don't know if it's gonna IOP work. Power. I'm scared because I don't know if it's gonna work when I use it yeah it is scary because <laughs> it didn't work on me so i'm like damn is it gonna work on someone who's like seven feet tall and like built different and like maybe Next has time like we a hang out yeah sponsors hit us up if you have a particularly good yeah oh my spray. god i yeah i didn't expect um defense personal defense weapons <laughs> to be a sponsor for this show but like yeah hit us up like Let's In go. In RPG, Let's... you level up. You get stats. You need ways to defend yourself. Oh Here, my God. and then denied workshop. <laughs> Hit yeah. us up. 
That's right, 99 Potions. We're partnering up with the worst pepper spray that you've ever tasted. Uh, <laughs> all right, so speaking of the best and the worst things out there, this week we have an evergreen uh, topic for you. I'm, I'm, by so. the way, I'm also on the fucking show. Hi, I'm John. <laughs> never I, introduced I'm John you. Warren, and I, uh, I am back. You. I haven't been on. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, yes, I did. I said no, head you, of media John Warren. No, at you one didn't. Point when we were talking Natalie, about no, you didn't. There's no way you introduced. When did you introduce me? I There's did. no way you did that. You were talking about going to fucking Alaska like no one else ever does. That's not my Paul, fault. Paul, did Natalie introduce me on this? I'm going absolutely nuts. Paul, Paul. Did, yeah, no, Paul, I don't know who your you did not, is. You absolutely did not do this. Head of large. Okay. I, I, I said head of media. I put respect on it. And now wow, I am for not... the first time. Yeah. For the first time. We we've respect. got a different producer this week. We've got Paul on uh instead of Jordo. Normally I would be like, Jordo, go back into the recording and find <laughs> if Natalie did that. And if she did do that, inject it into this section. Yeah, Paul yeah, doesn't yeah, need yeah. to okay. do it Thank because you. we're Thank familia you, and he knows that I'm the one I, like I'm in the right here. Yes. <laughs> Natalie's like me and Paul are tight and t- Paul like Paul wouldn't do that to me. Paul and immediately Paul like, Paul's like, I'm gonna do it. You want to do it, you can't fuck. We want it. Alright, so speaking of best, uh, okay, fine. Uh, uh, John Warren, would you like to introduce this week's topic? <laughs> oh, okay, now I'm just, in, e. now I'm just in what charge of this show. Listen, we, uh, we uh, two, two of the three of us on the show have a Steam Deck. Yeah, and, I almost uh, had a second one. Wait, what? Oh, you almost had a second one. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I wanted to, well, th- I wanted to buy one uh, or I was going to buy a second one because I had a reservation. The Steam Deck I have now is one that Nikki got with their reservation, and they gave it to me right. because they realized they didn't want it. Right. Um, but which, then which, I, which, by the way, they almost immediately regretted, which is very funny to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's why I was going to buy a second one. I was right. going to buy a, a second one and like <laughs> give this other one to you know use my original reservation, which which came in later. So yeah. it just came up on Saturday night, I think. Um, and then I was going to be like, oh, I'll buy that one for myself. And uh, like this very gently used one, I'll give that to Nikki or somebody else right. uh, on the fanboy team. I'll find somebody. Somebody is going to want this thing. Well, Me. we're fucking um, we're fucking flush with Steam decks is the is Me. the uh, except for Natalie. Natalie doesn't have one. except for Natalie. Yeah, I, I but I was I was going to get one. But they were like, I, I logged into my, my thing coming off of the plane from Portland. And it was like, you have 11 hours. Your reservation has come up. Oh, you have 11 yeah. hours to, to say yes or no. And I was like, what? What right. what a bizarre amount of time to uh-huh. give me to do that. Yeah. And by the time I had come in off my plane, it was already up. So I was like, sorry, you missed your fucking window because you were on a plane mm. for eight Damn. of those 11 hours. Also, it was 11 hours and not 24. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. That's, that's really weird. That's I was, I was very extremely bad. It. And that's why I do not have a Steam Deck because I saw all of the heebie-jeebies with the pre-ordering shit. And I was like, you know... I've got anxiety. I I don't need that. So I just didn't bother at all. I just didn't engage at all. That's my a very good tactic for anxiety is just not engaging with anything. Mm, whatsoever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so so uh, mm-hmm. that's what I did. And now I'm like, damn, because this week our topic is basically going over the best RPGs you can play on the Steam Deck. And I'm like, damn, I really want to play some of these in like a handheld manner, but... <laughs> 
I don't got a Steam Deck, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Steam, Steam Deck's good. I, I I will point out, like, some of the ones that we're going to talk about um, on this list, at least, will not be games that are quote-unquote verified to be able to play on Steam Deck, but, like, we have played or have verified most of these as being, like, functional. So, like, even if it doesn't say this, when 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 you get a little note that says, okay, verified by Steam, um, like, that means that people at Valve have tested this and say it and said, uh, hey, this game, like, it. works fine. And then there's also another classification, which is, like, we we're pretty sure this works fine, but we're not ready to verify it. And then the other one is like, it doesn't work uh, or we don't have enough info. Um, and it's not, we'll get into this. We'll get into it, that. It's not accurate. It's not accurate. Yeah. I mean, there, They're there, are, there, are, there are definitely games that they say don't work that do. Uh, and there are also games that I've played that they say, are verified to work that I would say maybe don't work as well as they would, as I would say, but uh, for the most part, the ones that they say work do work. I will say that. Um, but yeah, uh, I've, yeah. I've come across way this. more of the other problem of like, they say that this app, like they've, they, it they has a little cross through it where right. it's like, cause there are, there are some where it's just like, we don't know. We haven't done, we haven't done the uh-huh. testing, but there's an icon yeah. that will, will, and that just like is a question mark. Right. But then there's like a, the, a cancel sign. That's like line through it. It's like, no, don't even try. This is unsupported. Yep. And then I've booted up at least two of those games. And it's been like, this is perfect. Like, what are you, what, yeah, what, right. what's going on here? Yep. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Sorry, so we'll get into that. Natalie. No, 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 no. Yeah, sorry, Natalie. For sure. No, no, no. Please, uh, keep keep talking uh, whatever insight you have, especially as someone who does not have a Steam Deck. But I'm really interested. <laughs> Natalie, not bitter about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested in hearing more about those. Um, we have a pretty long list that we have. We do. We, we may not hit all of these, but yeah. Yes. I don't think we'll hit all of them, but we did go to, uh, there's the site that if you look up on Google, just like verified Steam Deck games, um, there's an entire site for the games labeled great on deck. And so we looked through the RPG section and we looked through the top sellers, the top rated, and we have, you know, a bunch of games that we would love to recommend all of our listeners to, or maybe not recommend to play on the Steam Deck. So what I was thinking of doing, since we might not touch on all of these and probably won't, is that I want to go sort of around the room, um, first near, then John, then me, or maybe in some other order, um, and just like <laughs> hear from y'all on a specific game that you want to recommend out of this list, and we can just keep going around the table back and forth uh, until, you know, we reach time on the podcast. and. We can use that time to talk not only about how these games might perform on the Steam Deck if we personally played them, but just also why we would recommend these games at all and what might make them even better to experience on a handheld device like the Steam Deck. Um, so I was hoping to start with Mir. Um, do you, well, you do have games to recommend, but like which game would you want to start with? <clears throat> Sorry, I thought John was going to go first. So oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. No. Actually, no, let's, let's, let's start with John because he said I didn't <laughs> introduce him. So no, he's okay. going to go first. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I, this one's kind of obvious and it's like, you know, it's, it's everyone's kind of de facto game of the year at this point, but like Mm -hmm. something I have been legitimately surprised by is how well Elden Ring runs on Steam Deck. Um, it did not run super well on PC generally at first. And also it did not run super well on Steam Deck at, at like the very first blush, but like, um, they made some updates specifically to, uh, make this thing run pretty well on Steam Deck. Um, and it is uh, a pretty impressive thing. I think if you are looking at maybe an underpowered build or like some of the uh, more difficult bosses, there are some like control issues, I would say, um, you know, do crop up on Steam Deck's kind of awkward controller layout, which like, oh. you know, it's like uh, for slower paced RPGs is like not an issue at all, but for action based, like very difficult games like Elden Ring and um, other Souls games, like that is obviously a problem. But um, generally, like with Steam cloud saves and stuff like this, if you're playing it on PC and you just like maybe want to do some like, you know, farming or do maybe less intense or just like a little bit more exploring on handheld Elden Ring really does work pretty well for that. And it is, um, you know, one of those kind of impressive uh, um, selling points for maybe going PC instead of console uh, to be able to play this thing mm-hmm. and take your saves and do cloud saves with uh, with 2022's, you know, kind of uh, assumed game of the year, which I think is pretty cool to take that handheld. So that would be my first suggestion is, if you're into that at all, if you haven't picked it up yet on, on, on any console and you have a PC and a deck, I would, you know, say that's a pretty cool way to play it. Do you think my there's first any loss that you got from playing it in handhelds and not really seeing the beauty and the f- quality of the graphics in the way that you would see <clears> on <throat> console? Like, does it feel like a good enough trade-off to, like play it with slightly awkward controls that aren't ideal for an action. I, RPG I, like I would say it is an extremely similar experience to what I had with uh, breath of the wild in the sense that like, mm-hmm. you know, I actually don't prefer, I, I usually play my switch docked. I mean, I'm like a 95% yeah. docked player, which is, um, you know, not, not the majority. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people actually play, handheld um a bit more that splits a little more even um than i am but like for breath of the wild specifically that was a game where if i ever played bits of it on handheld it was basically to i honestly i would play that game on handheld to kind of um this is kind of weird but like get the rush of I'm playing one of my favorite games ever in a little handheld environment like that. That was kind of the rush for me. And like Elden Ring kind of scratches the same itch of like, I don't want to play this for 80 hours on handheld, but like if I'm on a plane ride and want to farm some runes or whatever, um, it's pretty cool. I I think to, to be able to do that. So it's, it's one of those things where I think like, it's more of a novelty piece. I think there are other, I think there are other games on this list that I would almost say are uh, more at home on steam deck than they would be on even just like a desktop or a console. And we can get into those, but like Ellen ring is such kind of a fun novelty that like can be played from stem to stern on a steam deck. If you want to, even though I'm not sure I would like, I would personally do that, but I think it's very cool that you can. And, um, and it runs well, it really does. Nice, nice, nice. All yeah. right. Near. 
What is your first recommendation out of this list? This is going to be dipping back into some early 99 Potions lore, but like Mm -hmm. I have gotten back into the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky thanks to the Steam Deck because it is damn near perfect for the console. Um, The nice thing about this is that... um, well, A, you, you can't buy a Vita really anymore. I'm sure you can find them online, but like finding used um, hardware and used games and stuff like that is such a nightmare and Sony doesn't make it any easier to play its other old games. So there is a, a PSP version of like Trails in the Sky 1, 2, and 3. There's even Vita versions of like Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 or something like that. Um, but the uh, PC versions of those games have a bunch of features because they came out much later that the Vita version doesn't have. So while I I, st- I played the first game and basically entirely on Vita, and now mm-hmm. I, over the Portland trip, picked up uh, Trails of Cold... No, sorry, Trails in the Sky SC, second chapter. Yeah. <clears throat> sequel. Um, so I've been getting into that again now. PC version has, like, you can hold down the tri- right trigger to speed up the game it's got the like the fast forward function yeah of, like uh, the, some of the final fantasy games um very you, cool. can, you can save anywhere which i'm not sure maybe that's maybe that's just a thing in all versions of uh the second game but i don't think it was a thing in the first game um also it's just like looks really nice because it's on a big huge screen and everything like that weirdly enough i'm playing the second game and it is one of those examples of a game that set like steam valve has gone and said no this is not supported. This is don't even try to boot it up. It will not work. And then I booted it up and it works great. It's like perfect. It's like yeah, it's really nice. I, it's, I had I had the same ex, I had the same experience of grabbing the first one because I still haven't played through it. And yeah, it says like, oh, you can't play this. And I was like, mm, really? Because it's not complicated. Bet. And then like, yeah, and and then and then I like I I fired it up and yeah, it works f- perfectly fine for me. So I had the same experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing where um, they Steam and Valve, I, or I, I always want to say Steam, but Steam is just the, the the software. Obviously, we're talking about Valve. Sure, Valve seems to have like a really weird opinion of games that have launchers that are mm. not built into Steam. Yeah, um, and because I've seen games where it will it it puts into that yellow category where it's like, hey, some of this shit works, but you might have to use the touchscreen for a second to to launch the game. And Trails in the Sky Two, at the very least, does have that where it's like you have to click on the thing, um, on like a touchscreen for like one second at the very beginning when you boot the game up for the first time, and then you never look at it again because you just leave it in sleep mode and keep coming back. Right, and it's fine. And that's it. That's the only thing I've noticed that could possibly put it in that category. But also right. I've seen games that where it's like that puts you in yellow. And then this game, it seems to be putting it into unsupported. I just don't understand their logic. And I've also played games where there was a there was a Warhammer uh, sort of tactics game that I played a little while back. Not mm-hmm. Chaos Gate, which is the big new one, but one from a few years ago called Mechanicus. Uh, which is really interesting that was like also marked as unsupported. And I, I just I've just taken to Googling games now and like checking Steam forums and stuff to see what people say about like, right. hey, how does this run? And 99 times out of 100, somebody's on there somewhere it's on Reddit or something like that and saying like, yep, yeah, works it's great. It's fine. It, right. It's fine. Uh, so I did that with Mechanicus and it was like, yeah, this game works perfectly well. And then like. Very quietly, like a week or two later, I looked at that game again and it's like went from totally unsupported to great on deck with the with the big green check mark <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. It's just like 
that's a classic thing with Valve. Like Jordo um, has talked about this on various things before streams and podcasts and whatnot, uh, both on and off air about just how like frustrating it is with Valve sometimes where it's just like they have no real structure or, or organization over there. It's just like, does somebody feel like doing something? Great. They'll do it. Um, and oftentimes that means shit just doesn't get done or somebody builds a half-assed tool to make community do the work for them for free. Um, and I feel like that is very greatly felt that sort of like disorganization is very greatly felt with some of these, but trails in the sky, great games. Um, on great on deck, I would say. I would say Valve might so not say too. it. Yeah, Valve may not say it, but we will. <laughs> We're going to put the ninety nine potion stamp on those. Yeah, and, and it's perfect too because like those games. The, this is a franchise that you need to play. Like, there's so seven games. Se- no, not seven. There's more than that. It's nine games now, and you need to play all of them in order. And, and it's just like so nobody long. has time for that. It's, right. It's so much. It's so much. I want to get into that series so bad. Everyone keeps talking about how good it is all the time. Oh, but I'm also Natalie. like, I haven't even played a game besides a session of Overwatch <laughs> 2 in months. I'm like, damn, how am I going to do that? Oh. No, Natalie, you would love these games because like you're I know you love JRPGs. You love turn based combat. You love like female protagonists who are cool and strong and stuff like that. This game has like everything that is like Natalie bait, like up and down. Um, yeah, so Natalie like, core. Like, one of your one of your like top uh uh when it, like in the first game she shows up because they kind of rotate you in and out of a bunch of different party members in the first game you don't have a lot of control over who's in your party second game way more control over who's in your party and like one of the first choices you can make is like do you want the um the annoying edge lord boy with a big buster sword or do you want the <laughs> hot brown lady who um drinks a lot and uh reads tarot cards and can tell the future and is constantly making fun of everybody who fights with a whip and kicks ass that's literally me in final fantasy 14 as an astrologian main i <laughs> right. uh, can't believe uh legend of heroes trails in the sky killed cloud strife I love cloud, but yeah. Oh my goodness, I. It just feels like it's really good for series like this that feel very hard to get into because of their length. But like, you can chip away at it little by little. Just like, oh, I'd be cooking. Oh, let me pull out my Steam Deck, and well, hopefully you won't set your house on fire while you're cooking because you're paying attention to hot ladies (laughs) and Legend of Heroes. But like. You know, you can totally just do that and chip away at these larger games. Um, so yeah, it, it makes it so much easier to to play through the a game or a series, an entire series like this, uh, when you, I can just like do it in bed. And the the best way to play it is on PC. But obviously, like you know, I don't want to supply my computer the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, right. God. We already have enough of those posture problems as a society. I bought. Uh, a book well actually I didn't buy it I got it as part of Kindle Unlimited Um, there's like a book on like 40 postures to help with your back and neck pain and I'm like damn we really just like we go to work we sit at a desk all day and then we wonder like damn why does my back hurt why does my neck hurt so (laughs) yeah it, it it would be better if the Steam Deck wasn't so heavy looking and didn't. I mean, seem it is. Like it it's was, bulky. Yeah, it's bulky. like it was I, I, I made will say the Steam to Deck's tear off yeah. my 
thumbs. <laughs> like the way that I would have to reach with my thumbs to get to where the thumbsticks are, like kind of. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect for me. Like genuinely, it is one of the like most, now that I've gotten some time with it and uh, used it, it's one of like the most ergonomic like consoles for me that uh, in a handheld form because like mm-hmm. I am like six foot two, three, if I'm, you know, standing up real straight and not with that terrible posture type thing. So, I'm, you know, I'm larger than most of the people at Fanbyte and I'm larger than most people who are using handhelds um, oftentimes. So I don't all like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cramped up a lot, but not with the Steam Deck so far. It's actually been pretty good for me in that sense. However, it really sucks to not be able to put it in your pocket. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's just super, super big for that. Yeah. It's yeah, so- you can't put it in a pocket unless you got like uh fucking wild 1999 Jinkos with those like <laughs> absolutely massive side pockets. Yeah, this isn't fitting in a pocket. No way. Does have to be back in style, right? I mean, yeah. Like let's get them back in style if they're not, please. <laughs> Me being born after that time, being like, what? <laughs> what? what What's a Jinko? What is a Jinko? Um Oh God, Natalie, you can't. <laughs> there, there, there was a brand of uh, jeans and other uh-huh. clothing, yeah. um, and they were just the widest, biggest legs you can imagine. Like fucking. I, mean, I have. Aren't those coming back in style? I have a kinda. bunch of. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Kinda, but it, I mean, it's like Nomura ass, like big leg kind of uh, pants, okay. like big, big, big. Yeah, they're pipes. John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had I had one pair of those. And my mom was like, I remember when when they were really in fashion and I felt like a lot of pressure to oh, yeah. fit in. My mom was like, she was very, it was like one of the first times she was like very explicitly honest with me. She was like, John, these look stupid. These will go out of style and like you will be embarrassed to have worn <laughs> these. And I'm like, I don't care, mom. I really need to. And so yeah, I did. I did have a, a pair of those. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is one of the most like oh. tasteful photos. I, 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 I would. I would. About, I was about to say, yeah, this is like. Pretty oh, tame. No, this is near that post it is. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had to, I had to look a little bit because I'm looking at some of these. Some of these seem like almost intentionally goofy. Um, like for, but like, uh, I guess not though, because like some of these are just literally store pages for for like modern Jinkos purchases. Right. So I guess it's not intentionally goofy. It's just they did look this fucking goofy back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh wow. that's oof. That's oh wow! Uh, That's those be Terra Kingdom Hearts ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, no, this almost looks photoshopped because, like, this. Look at the inside leg of that of that leg that this person. Yeah, is I don't know what I'm ground. looking. I don't really know what I'm looking at. That 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 guy has like a Mega Man foot. That's like it's so anyway, huge. Anyway, we're we describing it. We're, we're describing JPEGs. We've we can't. But yes. um. But Natalie, like, I'm curious about, you know, a game. I know you don't have one, which we're going to mention every few minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait. Natalie doesn't have a Steam Deck? Uh, I- no, Natalie <laughs> doesn't have a Steam Deck. Can you believe oh, that? Interesting. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, stop adding the Star Ocean Man 
to the new show. We can't. Notes. We can't. We can't. <laughs> but like, which which one of these games would you want to check out on Steam Deck? Do you think? Yeah. So I was gonna say, speaking of big things, one game that I would recommend on Steam Deck, um, but John created an even better segue for me. Thank you, John, head of media. In case that was not John created a great segue, <laughs> so I'm going to stop the podcast. <laughs> and when John Warren wins. Ah, so Sorry. speaking of winning, uh, Divinity, D- mm. Divinity Original Sin 2 is the game I would recommend just on Steam Deck, on anywhere you can get it, because I think you can pretty much play it, like, almost wherever you can get it, possibly. Like, there's Steam, well, there's Switch. Switch. Persona, Persona, PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation, Persona Station Five, yeah, Persona Station Five. And we'll see you coming. Uh, but yeah, Divinity Original Sin Two is the game that I wanted to start off with because I just I've said it before, and it was actually I'm pretty sure our very first episode of Ninety Nine Potions. Uh, that was early. Three episodes or 102 episodes later. Uh, still gonna say it's a perfect game. I still think it's the perfect RPG. It's a perfect game. It has just everything that I would ever want in an RPG. If you want difficulty, it's there. Near played it. Tactical mode. <laughs> like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, absolutely blasted through it on tactical mode. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a lot of different modes and uh, I managed to do it on the easiest difficulty. Um, and so I, I find it pretty accessible, not just in the various platforms that it's in, um, but also just it's, it's way of being its characters are magnificent. It's world is enormous. And, uh, but at the same time, I feel like it would probably run well on steam deck because like, it's not, it's not a world and not a game that relies on like super high graphic fidelity in order to get the experience since you're watching everything play out sort of from a top-down isometric sort of view. Um, yeah, just the characters are a delight and everything about this game is perfect to me and I can't imagine it not running well on the Steam Deck. It does. It it plays well on Steam Deck. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I actually, I haven't played it on Switch. Nir, did you play it on Switch? Or I can't remember. Yeah, I played a bunch of it on Switch. Does it run well on Switch? Uh, yes and no. It was, it, it, it doesn't look nearly as nice. It, they definitely made some compromises visually, but okay. also like the thing I, I think I talked about it even back then. Cause I was playing it cause it has cross save between switch, which is, which is, really which is great. Useful. Yeah. Um, and I will say one of the, actually the best, um, features of the steam deck is that it's just all steam cloud. So there is essentially cross save with anything that you are playing yeah. on the steam deck versus on PC. But I played it a bunch on there and was like switching back and forth between, um, the switch and my PC. The thing is the game just kept like, crashing constant like the, the the deeper i got into the game like the less stable it got yeah. so it like ran well and it played well it's just that version of the game 
which I don't think was even developed by the main folks. I don't know if that, I think that was like developed by a third party house. I'm not positive about that. So don't quote me, but um, it just got way less stable over time. And eventually I gave up and just moved over full time to the PC. But like when it was working, playing it handheld was incredible. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think for, for Steam Deck, I mean, you, you've got to think about a few things. One, you're probably going to be dealing with a little more power than the Switch, and so I think it's going to look better. I haven't played it, like, by comparison, but, like, it seems to to play well. Um, and also, there are more control options uh, on mm-hmm. a Steam Deck. So, like, if you do want more precise kind of clicking a little bit faster, clicking, you can use those touchpads to do a lot of that stuff. I'm not saying that's, like ideal but like if that's more of your thing you can definitely do that so um yeah i think i think like if you're going to play it handheld steam deck is probably the ideal way to do it between the two and it's an ideal game to play speaking of ideal games uh that we have on this list for you to play on steam deck we will get to that in just a moment after our break Oh, hey, Natalie, John, you're both here in oh. line with me. Like, I can't believe that we're all going to the same club at the same time right now. Yeah, I, what's can up, you Mir? believe this line? I, it's pretty long as far as the eye can see. Wow. I, you sound like you're having a good time already. No, I mean, listen, I'm I'm excited. I'm just worried about what to say to the bouncer. I hear that you have to like you have to say your social media account and then the bouncer has to let you in. So I'm just getting ready to, to to tell the bouncer guy my social handle and I'm getting a little nervous about it. Natalie, how about, how about you? You feeling nervous about the the bouncer asking for your social media account? Now I know that is very specific. It's a weird, it's a weird way to get in, but it's, it's just what I've heard. I'm not because the bouncer is a certified Final Fantasy VIII stand. Like I can oh, feel it damn. rolling off of them, and so I yeah. know they would accept me, me who you can find on Twitter at Hardy Misia because it's a Final Fantasy VIII reference and Holy it's a good smokes. Final Fantasy. Wow, that's really Ooh. impressive. Bam. I'm real. I'm getting really scared now because not only is my not a uh, Final Fantasy VIII reference, but you can't even fucking find me right now. I'm locked the fuck down. <laughs> but um, you can find me at Floppy Adult, and if you already know where I am, that's where I am. So you can find me there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous now because I don't think the bouncer's going to let me in. Near, what the fuck? How, where do people find you? What are you going to tell a bouncer? Uh, I'm going to tell the bouncer that you can find me on Twitter at Sion Barzad, the main character of the PlayStation 2 uh, action RPG brawler, The Bouncer. That's... Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> If other people in the real life want to find my real Twitter account, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Miriam Strom. Uh, that's N-E-R-I-U-M-S-T-R-O-M. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm on my phone. You can't see it because we're in line and this is an audio medium, but I am over on dis- on uh, Fanbyte's Discord because it's a really good place to talk about uh, video games. Right. Yeah, pets. Discord. And also, like, there's some stuff that's going to be coming out soon that we definitely need your feedback on. Um, yeah. You, yeah. the listener. And, and I'm talking to everyone in line, too. Hey, everyone in line, like, you should go to fanbyte.casa. That's fanbyte.casa. Because, like, we're going to ask you all some pretty important questions about stuff that's coming up on the website. 
yeah, stuff about like, how do you feel about Sion Barzad from the video game The Bouncer? That's exactly what we're gonna ask. Be there or be square. And now we're back. All right, so I made John go first last time. That's true. So now, near. It's nearly time for you to recommend us another best RPG on the Steve deck. Wow, that 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 joke was was a near miss, Natalie, but you know what? Like, I had nearly gotten it sorted out into my head, but it didn't come out nearly as good as I wanted it to be. I'm, Mm. my apologies, my majesty. Yeah, never mind. It's fine. Um, I honestly, you know what? I will say real quick too is like when I when I first like chose like okay, what's the shortening version? What's like the 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 short version of this going of my name going to be? And I was like talking to a couple of different people, and they were like, I was like, you think it's gonna sound too much like the video game? And they're like, nah, 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 nah. And then like the first day, (laughs) yeah, I did immediately say near automata or automata Uh in Slack. Yep. I, I was like, and a bunch of people were like, ah, no, no, it's fine. And for the first day, I was like, no, this is this is fine. This, this I don't, I'm not thinking about the video game whatsoever because it is not based on the video game. Of course, so yeah, it's know. not. It's not spelled the um, same. It's not any. Not at all. Right. No. Um. So I was like, okay, th- this will be fine. I'm not going to think about the, the video game every time somebody says it. And every now after that, like t- our initial 24 hour grace period, it's all I think about every time anybody <laughs> says it. So. It's literally the thing I think about every time that I say me. So I'm glad you are also in that camp as the person a, with your name. <laughs> it, it hasn't ruined it for me though, which I think just speaks to how good the name is because it's such a good name that I don't. Good care. name, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the full version is Miriam, but like you got you got the cool shortened version, and like yeah. you got the Yoko Taro seal of approval. <laughs> right. <You've, laughs> it's just you a know. good fucking video game. At the yeah, end of the day. So like, even if it was based on the video game, you chose a good. I know people <laughs> who have done it like based off bad video games, and I'm like, oh, yeah. no, no. I like uh, you know, it's just a, a thing of like you know, obviously the 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 full name is Nerium, but obviously like you, I can't expect people to you know say all three syllables of a name, isn't that right, Natalie? Natalie, yeah, you can. I was like, wait, why are we asking me? I've got three syllables, I think. Nah, totally. nah. And then and as uh, I was saying it, I I said in my mind, John. <laughs> oh my John? god. John, John Jones. Paul. The Martian Manhunter himself. <laughs> it's me. Oh god. Miriam, to, does yes. the game that you, you're about to recommend, how many syllables does it have? Great question. Uh, oh Christ. Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> one, <laughs> okay, um, so what? Eight, what is uh, the uh, name? It's seven. Okay. No, eight. Eight, okay. Knights of the Old Republic 2 and then... Uh, it's 11 uh, if you say old. Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords. <laughs> okay. Sith Lords. But each letter is, I mean, each like part of the name is a syllable. That sucks. 
Knights of the Old... No, Republic is two. Okay, I mean, ignore me. <laughs> Republic is not two. Republic Wait, is Republic three. Is oh, three. Republic is three. Okay, you know what? Go on. <laughs> We're literally doing a bit of Can Natalie Count? Can Natalie three. Count? Hey, hey Nier, hey, Nier, what do you like about KOTOR 2? <laughs> KOTOR 2 is great. There's not a ton uh, to say here, except that I'm just like really surprised. I'm sorry, Natalie. The only way out is through. I have to just ignore it. <laughs> we just have to go. John, you hired me not for math. Let we me just, just have to okay, go. I know. We're going. KOTOR 2. Nice of the Old so Republic 2, The Sith Lords. It's a great game. It's one of Obsidian's uh, earliest uh, products. It's kind of like one of those classic examples of. Obsidian being brought in to make the sequel to a very beloved video game, and then they go and make a way more interesting version of the thing from before right. with way less time. So it was like very buggy at launch. But the beautiful thing about the PC version that you don't get in currently in other versions of the game is that there is a fan patch that fixes most of the bugs and restores a lot of the content that they weren't able to test before release. Yep. So there's a very famous a uh, collection of mods basically called like the restored content uh, mod for, for Knights of the Old Republic 2 that makes it a much more complete experience. So you both get the like extremely interesting, fascinating story of KOTOR 2, which is like, it, it's a really cool version of like the, the whole Jedi versus Sith thing because it understands Star Wars, I think like better than most people do um, outside of like George Lucas, which is like, it very plainly lays out like y'all suck. Like, like the, the Jedi, (laughs) the Sith, nobody gives a shit. You're all like weird walking WMDs. As far as most people in the galaxy are concerned, you're just like, you come into their lives, you fuck shit up and then you leave again and you just make things worse for them all the time. You shouldn't exist. Can Um, can I I ask real quick? Sorry. mm -hmm. What's what's a WMD walking mother ducker? Mm -hmm. That's it. I can't believe you got it in one. You got it in one, Natalie. <laughs> That's what my brain was like, walking mother duckers. What's it now, is there... <laughs> now, how many syllables are there in WMD? <laughs> walking mother duckers. No. <laughs> Seven? No, not six. I can't even count on my hands. Okay, just, okay. It's no. we- uh, I swear I'm not intentionally Me- doing this. I actually did want to know what WMDs we- are, but like, now of- I don't... Weapons of mass destruction. Ah. It's like a nuke. Okay, you're on. like you know you've got laser swords and magic powers and you're shooting lightning at people and it's all this kind of you're, you're mind controlling somebody and you're fucking them up at their job you're blowing up their house and like that game yes. starts with the Jedi versus Sith conflict basically creating a galaxy wide energy shortage because um in the process of like the uh, you you start off as kind of like a created character like custom character who wakes up inside of like a mining facility that mines like a bunch of hyperdrive fuel. Mm. and a bunch of like or a, a assassin droid comes to try and kill you and blows up the facility in the process and that like destroys a lot of the like access to hyperdrive fuel for the rest of the galaxy so like there's a there's a f- energy crisis happening at the backdrop of this game and it becomes like the kind of uh impetus for this one of your main party members Kreia, to kind of just like kind of constantly tell you it's like no like the all this magic force shit nobody gives a fuck about your philosophical differences um all they care about is like they need to get to work on time they need to feed their kids you know you know all this stuff so it's like this very real politic version of the of the star wars story which is like way closer to what like if you look at the scripts for a lot of uh the the thing about george lucas and a lot of the prequel stuff like that 
is that George Lucas, bad storyteller, but like, you know, bad director of people, but has like interesting stories to tell. Sure. He's, he's, he puts it across very badly because oftentimes like he just literally puts a lot of that context in the crawl at the beginning of the opening of the movie. Right. And doesn't like have the characters actually like talk about it. Uh, in meaningful ways. Um, it, it, this is a whole different thing that people can go and look up for themselves. It's interesting stuff. I've always been fascinated by that and how, he, like, his version of this is like, yeah, the Jedi Council in the in the Republic is supposed to be like his big dig at neoliberal Democrats, sure. um, the yeah. Hillary Clintons of the world and stuff like that, and how they like are just big uh, fools who allow like more. Uh, savvier but eviler people to walk all over them. Yep. And Kotor 2 does that in a lot of interesting ways. Uh, and it works really well on Steam Deck because you get all that restored content and uh, controller support, which is rare for a game on a PC of this era. Even a game with a yes. console version, which this did have, doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and I'll also say, like, you know, if you're thinking about getting the Switch version of Knights of the Old Republic 2, Two things. One, they did fix the game breaking bug that was oh, stopping yeah, was a lot of people. They that. did they did do a hot patch that that did that. So if you're thinking about which one to get, then that that factors in. However, what Nier was talking about with like the restored content and all that stuff, that will be officially put into the game at some point in DLC, which is paid on the Switch version. You don't need to do that on the steam version from what I understand. That's all, that's all player modded kind of stuff. It works fine. And, (laughs) and like, I do think KOTOR 2 probably makes the most sense on steam deck. If you're trying to decide between those two things, because yeah, listen, kids don't spend $10 or whatever to go get that, that restored content mod instead spend $600 on an expensive (laughs) piece of hardware that you can use to play the games you already own on PC. I'm just saying, if you already have one, I think that's, but, right. but it's like, but, but I will say if we're talking about, I don't think this is, I don't think this is hundred percent down the line, but if you are talking about the likelihood of your digital content being fucked with in the future, yeah. it has less of a chance of that happening on PC than it does on console. I think. A thousand percent. Yeah. So, you know, if you want this stuff, if you're ever making those like apples to apples comparisons, I do think having a steam deck makes those decisions uh, a little bit easier to me. So um, I think Kotor 2 is really great. And I also agree with Nier completely that it's a, it's worth your time for sure. You Natalie, you, I, th- I think if you could get over some of like the old timey yes. controls and stuff like that, you would love um, the Kotor games. Yeah, I would. Yeah, um, you, you would. And they, they honestly, I think have aged pretty well, to be yeah. honest. I think like, you know, if you're not expecting like action gameplay and it's more of kind of your, your typical kind of like, you know, clicky uh, turn-based kind of stuff. Like I think it is, uh, I, th- I think those games have actually aged like pretty well. For, right. For those characters part. still hold up. Yeah. Those characters that combat. The story, the story, you know, two, two of the best stories in the star Wars universe, I think like it's yeah, really, sure. they're really good stuff. Yeah. Well, that, w- that was the thing about like early Bioware, right. Is like, they were way ahead of the curve on like what the market was going to want eventually. Like they, Baldur's Gate 2 is usually held up as like the first game with like in-game romances outside of like visual novel type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, KOTOR 1 and 2, and 2 both have that. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I hope to see that Bioware come back and maybe we'll be able to 
play the next Dragon Age on Steam Deck, and hopefully it'll be a good one. <laughs> I bet you'll be able to play Dragon Age 4 on Steam Deck. Yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to play Mass Effect 5 on Steam Deck because I'm not sure that game is ever coming out. But <laughs> uh, yeah. God, hope it does. It's uh, we could save that for a uh, our July news quest, but Guardians of the Galaxy senior narrative designer or executive narrative designer is now the senior narrative designer for the next Mass Effect game. That got very me exciting. So excited. Um speaking of games that got me really excited yeah. uh, my favorite game last year was chicory a colorful tale which i, I believe knew you were I, gonna pick this one he, i knew you were gonna pick he, it he, you know me so well um which i i believe according to my fingers and if i counted correctly while trying to focus on what niriam was saying is eight syllables chicory a unbelievable tale. Ta- yeah eight syllables chicory a colorful tale is one of my favorite games and a game that I would happily recommend on the Steam Deck. Again, disclaimer, as someone who does not have a Steam Deck. But I just feel like it probably functions really well. Um, it, it makes use of the platforms that it's on. Like, for example, on the PlayStation 5, I know there were specific, like, haptic feedback things that you could do mm. with it. Um, but, like, even just, like, on the Steam Deck, uh, it's not a game, again, that, like, relies super heavily on graphic fidelity but it is a game that i imagine will benefit a lot from the touchpads on the steam deck um i'm not quite sure if that's the case but it seems like the type of game that would you are you are you are correct yes it can yeah it can given that it, it, you play as this little doggo that you can name after your favorite food and you essentially have full control of every environment that you're in because it's a a paintable canvas. It's a really wonderful game that talks about imposter syndrome, about mental health, about what it is to be a creative and to also make art for a living and how it impacts people around you and how it impacts your own self-esteem and the way that you see yourself. Uh, It has so much humor. It is... Uh, just a delightful game published by Finji, which also recently published uh, the RPG Tunic. Um, Yes, Paul, you should absolutely play this. It's just a really wonderful, wonderful game. I I really can't say enough good things about it. I can't even come up with an aspect of it that I thought was imperfect, actually. Uh, It's just a, a game that does exactly what it sets out to accomplish and it constantly surprises you in some of the most wonderful ways while also not forsaking the depth of the subjects that it tackles and being really quite relentlessly honest about those things Um, so i definitely would recommend this on any platform but on the steam deck it just seems like the kind of game that you wouldn't sacrifice graphical or performance fidelity for the rest of the experience and that it would be a really fun time. It's actually quite long. It's not as short as it seems to initially Mm. be. So again, just one of those games that is probably good to have on the Steam Deck so that you can chip away at it little bit by little bit. It, It It's... It's gracefully sort of sectioned in different acts and different locations and whatnot. Each location that you travel to has sort of like a a specific tale and you will 
you know, venture off to different areas, but you'll kind of focus on one location and its people at, you know, as you progress through the game. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's perfect for the Steam Deck and is not super combat heavy. It actually has, though, some combat, but is mostly a puzzle platformer. So just no super precise movement needed. No, it's pretty. It's a forgiving yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I like forgiving, that game. but not not chill. I think no, that's the thing I, that I, I think don't think it's chill. Assume. I agree no. with that. Yeah. It is not chill. Like it's not super from chill. its battles because the boss battles are actually quite intense. Uh, yeah. To the actual themes that it explores in yeah. its writing, it is not a chill game, but it is a wonderful game. And I, yeah, I jumped on the opportunity to recommend it. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. very good. I mean, with cloud, with cloud stuff, if you like playing it with like an actual mouse um, on PC, you can obviously just you know switch. It's not like Elden Ring, right? Like if you prefer to play it on PC, then there's a really easy mechanism oh, to take yeah. it with you on the go. And uh, it does add basically every possible control scheme to uh, the proceedings, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I think it's, it. it's a it's a really good game. Uh, yeah, I agree. John I agree and with I played it when it first came out. We streamed it over at twitch.tv slash fanbite. And yeah. it was a, a really fun time. And yeah. Natalie just mentioned Finji, the folks that published it. There is a profile of Adam and Rebecca Saltzman over at fanbite.com right now that talks about yes. them founding Finji and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, you should go check that stuff out. Link in the notes. Yes, we just published it this week yeah uh, it's a really good piece, piece. yeah just We're talking good. about how finji is one of those publishers that places its people first and they've been able to do that by keeping to like their established scope they've published indie games like tunic chicory a colorful tale night in the woods that's obviously one that i would happily recommend to anyone on every platform, but it is not an RPG, yeah. so that's why I didn't mention it. Uh, but yeah, just feel free and actually be sure to read that profile because it's really yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I didn't mention it. Anyway, here's the name of the game, and also I'm going to recommend it. That's the 99 Potions Promise. That's the 99 Potions Promise. We start every episode by saying we only talk about RPGs so that later on we can say this isn't an RPG, but... But we love it. It's true. Let's talk about whatever we want. Yep. That is true. I mean, like I said, is life not an RPG? And is subsequently, does That's that right. not mean everything that we make and do in life, including yeah. all video games, is not an RPG? Wow, great. We're great. all playing We're all roles, playing roles. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, we're Einstein all leveling voice. up. We're all getting EXP right now. Speaking of right now, we all wear masks, Mr. Ipkus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, wow. I haven't seen the mask in ages. Anyway. All right, Natalie, make a segue out of that, out of 1996 film The Mask or whatever, whenever the fuck that came out. Speaking. Yeah. Of 1996, the year that I was born in. Born? <laughs> and absolutely having nothing to do with John Warren out of media. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. John, what game would you recommend 
on the Steam Deck next. I'm going to take us home with uh, what I believe is the quintessential Steam Deck release. Um, I got really I got really excited when this game came out on Nintendo Switch. However, very rapidly discovered that there are some performance issues with it, that it is way, it is weighed down a little bit by some bad loading and some chunkiness with the controls. And, you know, just it's just not the best medium, uh, even though I was very excited to play this game in handheld mode. But if you want a, a, a an engrossing world, some sort of replacement for a novel you read before bed something to really sink your teeth into i think disco elysium is maybe the quintessential steam deck game because it runs extremely well on a steam deck because it is a pc in the palm of your hand and Mm -hmm. and it just runs better runs like it's playing in its native hardware you can have a couple of different control options because i think the i think they did a really good job for what it's worth uh z-a-u-m however you say their dev's name yeah i I think they zaum yeah Yeah, whatever you say two syllables Uh Uh, (laughs) uh-huh thank you natalie um they even put the little slash in the middle so that you did so you can can count (laughs) you're so right um but it's like I think they did actually a pretty admirable and good job with the console controls that they they ultimately yeah. put in the game. I thought they did as good of a job as I I expected, but it's still not perfect, right? I think if you want to have the clicky experience, you can have that with the touchpads on Steam Deck, and it is just mm-hmm. a magnificent game. The director's cut is out now. It's got all of that extra voice acting it's got a little bit of extra content um and one of it's, my favorite games of all time it like is probably top three it's 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 absolutely one of the best games uh to come out in the past uh, five years easy and I, it is also i agree with near uh one one of the best games ever so if you really want to get into that um there you know co- there's really no combat in this game but there is no, no. There is skill building, there is decision making and puzzle solving and incredible dialogue, incredible voice acting. Some of the best voice acting I think I've ever heard in a video game. The narrator is so good. Um, so ever, 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 ever baby. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's it's, so good. It's just it's just one of it's it's a it is a delight on many levels. It is also uh, harrowing on many levels. So, um, not a chill experience, but it is a wonderful experience. I think it is w- one of the easiest recommendations I can make for steam deck. Can, can I put an object out into the world yeah, please. Th- that I want yes. to exist? Disco Natalysium. Mm, now, Cisco. now explain it. Uh, we've been trying to get Natalie to stream a fantastic JRPG called Final Fantasy XII forever. the best. What if we let her ease into those waters Mm. with a fantastic Western RPG first that she could play on uh, twitch.tv slash fanbyte? Wow. Mm. I was going to say, I, I need to get through this game. I know that I do, mm-hmm. but I keep stopping after the part where you go downstairs and you meet the dude. <laughs> Literally 10 seconds into the <laughs> game, yeah. <laughs> and I, 
I think it's I think it's an anxiety thing because I see how people are able. Well, actually, I, the opposite. I see how people will try to perfect a run mm. and mm-hmm. or not a run like a playthrough. They will try to yeah. you know get the best outcome possible, and it's there's just like there's no way like this is no. that is the exact opposite of how this game works, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, I can't make it perfect ah that's uh let me just not engage Uh at all like john says we're taking it home in different ways i'm just gonna not engage with the steam deck or disco elysium (laughs) no 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 what if if instead you had an incentive to keep on going through which was to have a bunch of people egging you on and bullying (laughs) you every episode to do like do it natalie do it do it do it do it privy to all my failures that is Number one, no! way to do it. it yes. It's the failure of the character, not you. You're, those not those aren't your stats. I am totally player. a grizzled, upset, like <laughs> bisexual, some fifty-something-year-old dude going through a crisis and exploring his politics and just <laughs> vibing in the real Disco. world. Yeah. Disco Natalysium. Disco Natalysium. It rolls off the tongue. It does roll off the tongue. It's great. See? It's a great idea. Uh, that's six syllables. Wait, I think. Disco <laughs> Natalysium. No, actually, that's seven. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, no. I just, I love, I love the phonics corner with Natalie now. It's great. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing such a, such a great job of showing that I, I know how to count syllables in front of the man who hired me <laughs> so um yeah i is that all for our recommendations i think that might be all but if there's anything that we want to like speed run you know just like lightly recommend like hades is on this list i mean yeah i, I imagine like, that's really fucking good hey hades is one hades is one also one of the best games uh ever so that's an that's an easy wreck uh, but there, there are other, there are other games we recommend. We'll put them on the, we'll put on the website, website when we put up the transcript. Yes, on the website fanbyte.com. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say thank you, everyone here from fanbyte.com, participating on this fanbyte.com podcast. It's well, you're been welcome. a wonderful time. So we're gonna go up to the bar with <laughs> nobody. <laughs> There. Natalie, you're one of the weirdest we people I've ever met in my life. Amazing. But I, but I, 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 I love you, segue. and I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together, and I'm glad we're gonna go up to the bar together and yeah. and cl- clink our potions together. I, I'm really glad that we're I'm, gonna do that. I'm just gonna get apple juice, but I will clink with all of you because clearly <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm like 15. Like you're doing great. You're amazing. Thank you're doing amazing. Thank you. I really was trying to segue and make it all flow nicely, like you know the potion liquid that we're about to drink but it I didn't know. pan out it wasn't nearly as good an execution it's as fine it was in my head <laughs> it's not nearly good enough so let's go up to the bar let's, let's get, get our potions. potions and then we're gonna do a big oh 